0: Hello, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Great news. Okay. Great, great news. Guess what? Sure. Yeah, what? I got a job.
1: You got a job? Oh my god, I can't believe you waited until job. the podcast is done. A... Are you kidding me? Oh my you god. froze. Yeah, of course I froze
0: because I'm so hyped. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? No. And I mean, it's nothing too exciting. I don't care! Uh, you're employed! I'm, you're not gonna be possibly
1: uh, homeless. I'm not gonna be destitute. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I will not be homeless,
0: everybody, so that is good. I am working at a, de- a grocery store, Deli. <gasps> oh, You're at the Deli. Huh? Deli Maureen has returned. I'm, I'm back at the Deli. The Deli Queen Maureen is back. I kill, I slay at the Deli. I'm very good at it. And you know what? This pays more than my last job. Which is really just kind of sad for my last job. Wait, really? Yeah.
2: And we're not talking the dog walking one. We're talking like the the newspaper
0: one. Hourly, the dog walking one, I might not ever make that again. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) that was good. That was good. Even though I was only doing it, you know, 10 hours a week, it was good. But uh, no, yeah, the one that, you know, that I had like a degree for basically. And It's a little sad, but it's good for me, and now, um... Yeah, literally, you I, guys... I won't be at this deli forever, but I'm, I can, uh, I can, uh, settle into, uh, Oregon. I'm in Portland, everybody, now. I do think yeah, I mentioned okay, that. Yeah, yeah mentioned okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, actually, everyone, you're not getting
2: away with this. I wasn't gonna, like, call you out, but I, you're actually not gonna get away with this. Um... Everyone. So, last week, Maureen is like, oh, hey guys, so my Airbnb rental might be over, might be sleeping in my car, and I'm like, uh-huh, because I thought you were moving to Portland with the thought process that you had a place lined up after the Airbnb, um, and you were like, nope, don't have a job yet, and I was like, okay, this, um, this changes my feelings, and I was like, okay, I will co-sign on an apartment for you, like, I'm ready, to, I know you're good for it, like, you- you I cuz like Maureen is I will I will preface all of this by saying Maureen is the most responsible person when it comes to money. She's very responsible yeah. when it comes to money. She's a responsible human being. Um but I will say I did react negatively to the group chat when you said I'm back on Tinder because I was like Maureen, you cannot you haul yourself out of this situation. You cannot you haul your way out of your potential homelessness. I don't want to hate, but maybe focus on jobbing instead of tindering. Like I know that you, that, that job searches are Gotta hard. meet people somehow. I, I know. I know. But God, <laughs> it's like the anxiety. And I like that everyone in our group chat was immediately online and like brainstorming how to un, uh, to, uh, to unscrew okay, you. Okay, okay. But we all said, it, we were all very kind. We're like, Maureen, no, this is not dumb. Things have been worse, which I agree. People have done stupider, stupider stuff. But when it comes to you, Mm -hmm. this was probably the worst stunt you've ever pulled in our years of friendship. That.
0: Okay. To be fair, to be fair, like, it was just a miscommunication that I freaked out about. My Airbnb host is, like, the best woman in the world, and she's my new mom. Yeah. We're big fans of her.
2: Um, Especially when she doesn't, like, just throw you out into the street, because we all thought that for a couple
0: hours. she'd never, no. She wants to adopt me.
3: Oh,
0: And then in other news... I lost sleep over that. Anyway, no. But what is, what is okay. your
2: other news? First, tell me
0: that. Oh, my Airbnb host also wants to get a kitten, so we went to look at kittens today. Oh. <laughs> we went and picked out a kitten at a barn. Some <laughs> yes. barn cats. Barn cats so are so good. So we're going we're gonna to be brainstorming names and stuff. So, um, But she's not going to come. Uh, she's too young to come home with right. us yet but yeah Ooh. so my Airbnb host we're tight and yeah I helped her pick on <laughs> a new child
2: all right so I'm calmer I've done my breathing exercises I love you thank and you of all the people who were in that situation I was like of all the people Maureen will get herself out of it and you did um very impressively so um, it
0: was during that uh, panic applying to a billion jobs that I applied for the job I got so <laughs> a blessing in disguise
2: Oh, and I guess uh, uh, big props to everyone out there currently on the job search, displaced by the pandemic. Uh,
0: it I that wasn't can't... me. I I I. This is all my fault. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, but <laughs> everyone, to everyone
2: else. Yeah, I know that this kind of conversation might bring some anxiety to folks, but. Just know, listening to a podcast or going on Tinder in the middle of your job search is fine. You are a human; you have needs and wants and desires. Um, but uh, I, aside from all that, I know we're already pretty much deep into the podcast. But I thought like a fun segment to open up our podcast. Maybe we should do this next time. Um, this could be like the teaser. I was like, we should like talk about what we're reading right now, um, because I this is technically a book podcast even though we're only focused on one series Yeah, it we're might be like
0: five minutes in we've done worse what yeah. are you reading right now
2: well i just i thought it'd be interesting because the folks can know what else we read yeah uh i'm reading right now since it's pride month happy pride everyone um i am reading lesbian nuns breaking the silence it was originally um published in 1985 and unlike what my dad thought, it is um, it is not NSFW. It's actually a. Coll-
0: it's not naughty nuns of the ninth. No,
2: it is actually a collection of uh, made by and written by um both uh ex nuns and nuns who are, who were still in um in their uh convents, but talking about basically how they became a nun why they chose to left if they left um why they're still in just sort of like how very common and it, it is to it was to be a nun who was a lesbian and also um how common it was to like realize you were and how isolated they all felt and then they like met each other all and was like oh wait no we all and it's 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 been very... Well, I
0: didn't want to marry a man anyway, I'll be a nun. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's something that's so obvious,
2: <laughs> but it, it, as someone who was raised Catholic and was very closeted, oh, a, yeah. a lot of the conversation points um, really hit home, and a lot of these women grew up, um, uh, I should say, all, a lot of these lesbians grew up in, like, the 1950s, 1960s, so uh, yeah, the Catholic Church and also the world was very different, so... It's, it's, it's been very interesting. I'm only, I've only just started it, but yeah, that is what I'm currently reading. How about you, Maureen?
0: Well, you know what I've been reading for the past few weeks and I've been kind of over and over again and still stuck (laughs) on and, um, I won't belabor it, but I have been reading the Locked Tomb series, uh, Gideon the Ninth and Harrow the Ninth, and I've just kind of been like, I just finished the second audiobook again, um, or for the first time, I'm going to do it again. Um, it's really good. Um, for uh, like YA and up, uh, it's lesbian necromancers uh, exploring a haunted castle in space. So it really doesn't get any better than that. If you're here from the Discord, holla. Um, <laughs> God, I just said that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I'm also reading The Lives of the Monster Dogs, which is, um, by uh. Kristen Backus, and it's about dogs that were given human intelligence, voice boxes, and prosthetic hands, and they moved to New York. Nice! I just started it. But it's one that I've been wanting to read for a while, because it's a weird one. Like, just an average, everyday dog. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Um, I went to Powell's Books, actually. Powell's City of Books, which is an entire city block and, like, three stories, of books. And man, once I start getting a regular paycheck, I'm going to destroy that place.
2: Yeah, I went to a... um, Hang on. I should say, I I forget about this, because I I read a poem every night, so I'm actually finishing uh, The Collected Poems of Edna, St. Vincent Millay. But Mm -hmm. I I did go to a bookstore um, in Minneapolis uh, this past weekend. Um, The... Ooh, I'm going to say this for bad... Majors and Quinn. um, And that was very nice. They do uh new books and also uh secondhand you can sell books there and i i got lost oh, in the nice. sauce there i picked up uh another poetry book by lucille clifton who's my favorite poet and then another uh couple other and my uh uh fragments of sappho just came in, in the mail so
3: oh nice
2: yeah so i don't know which yeah. I, I still have a lot of uh saint edna edna saint vincent malay to get through but those are one of those two is going to be my next poetry
0: well, when you come visit me, we're gonna go to Powell's Books. You're gonna be—it's amazing! It's amazing. Their Ursula K. Le Guin collection alone <gasps> is so big. They have one; it's literally like six inches thick. Heck yeah! Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to finish this book then by the next time we record, so that I have another one.
2: Well, I don't. It doesn't have to be every time. It can just be whenever we have a new book reading. Because I don't. I only. I'm read gonna do it every, every time. Day.
0: Okay, well Oh. I'll just I destroy books. Okay. <laughs> I'll pull from All right. books I read you recently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Ready. Devour them like a monster. <laughs> I'm Emberheart. I'm Tangleton. And this is Warrior cats
3: What is that?
2: second in line for a uh, request
0: for Gideon the Ninth so I'm still waiting on that oh see also, uh, uh, one it. last stop came out recently and I decided to put it on hold um I almost bought it at the bookstore but I didn't have a job at the time so I didn't but I put it on hold I'm 290th last time I checked for this single copy jeez so I'll probably go buy that yeah it's I'm, supposed to be really good
2: I'm I'm on the second for just the first book, so, but I probably won't be able to read it till like August, since it's not yeah. due for the person until the seventeenth
0: of this month. Um, one more, one more quick sidebar. If you hear um a beautiful soundtrack in the back, I don't know if you've been hearing it, Brenna. Have you slightly? Okay, Vaguely. yeah. Well, my Airbnb host does piano lessons. They got a recital on Saturday, so it's exciting. very exciting. So. Um. <laughs> This has been a
2: very chaotic opening, um, but <laughs> last time, episode. last time we started off with our beloved daughter, uh, Leafpaw, and she told her dad, hey, I have psychic powers, and he was kind of like, oh, wow, um. That tracks. Yeah, he's like, that makes sense. I mean, you didn't get it from me, you probably got it from her mom, she's much cooler than I am, um, and everyone's like, Fire, Firestar, you've been having visions since before you've even joined the clan. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, right, right." Um and then we finally with the with the traveling folks, we finally uh got to meet the old wise cat of this arc. Yes. Uh I'm in love with him. His name's Purdy and mm-hmm. I love him. Uh yes. Crowpaw also like did something cool, but like whatever. Don't even care. He was he started pouting as soon as uh uh, Fe- uh feather something said with the salt dream but then he had his salt dream so like everything was fine so he's just a big
0: baby all right so right now they just got chased out of a garden right right because they' were trying to eat koi and the people were like please God those are so expensive <laughs> So yeah so yeah they're fleeing the garden crowpaw is very upset
2: yeah of course it would be
0: He asked Purdy why he took them there the filthy fish weren't even worth it. He's like, I don't know when I've, I don't know when made her. <laughs> well, Feathertail pleads with him to stop. She says there is nothing wrong with the fish. Crowpaw snapped that it tasted salty. And Feathertail asked okay. him quietly that he knows why he tasted salt, but the rest of him didn't, doesn't he? And Wait, I guess like Crowpaw mid- hadn't realized? No, he's an idiot. <laughs>
2: wow, he's an idiot and a jerk? Nope. You can only be one or the other.
0: Feathertail's like, it's your saltwater sign. Duh, why Why else? And Crowpot asks if she's sure. <laughs>
2: How would- we don't know! We're honestly- this entire journey has been, like, a, a hope and a prayer, a guess and a gander. We yep. honestly don't know.
0: Well, Feathertail says, of course she's sure, you stupid furball. And Brambleclaw doesn't think that any other cat but Feathertail could get away with calling Crowba- Crowpaw a stupid furball and live.
2: Yeah, because he simps for her. He has a giant crush on her. Like, <laughs> I can tell from these like couple of interactions that he's absolutely in love with her, but <laughs> she's too good for him.
0: <laughs> well, Crowpaw lets his fur lay flat. Purdy asks what all this salt and signs are about. That's someone's favorite ship. No offense.
2: But she is too good for him. The same way all the all the women are too good. for Every single woman ever is
0: too good for Crowpaw. <laughs> and I'll just put that out there right now and that's <laughs> that's what I believe. But, uh, so, um, Squirrelpaw tells them that they're on an important journey that StarClan has sent them on to help their clans. And Purdy's uh, like... not... Not you, Paw, but... <laughs> yeah. oh. But everything she like just me... said was gibberish.
2: That would be like me, like, showing up to someone's house and being like, Yeah, no, um, I'm here because uh, my dead Jipaw and Jima told me, well, my great-great Jima Jipaw told me, um, to look for salt and, like, rocks and something. Anyway.
0: I, like, dreamt it. Well, Brambleclaw would like to get going, but he feels bad for this lonely old cat. He had no, saved them him. from the dog and brought them food. So Brambleclaw leads them to some bracken and lets Squirrelpaw tell their story. And when she's done, Purdy is silent.
2: I like how they let Squirrelpaw tell it. They're like, she's going to probably make it sound cooler than any of us could, so we'll let her have this.
0: Yeah. So then Purdy stood and told them, he knows about this sun drowned place. And he oh, tells them it isn't see, far from here, maybe two or three days travel. He'll come with and take them there. Crowpaw puts a voice to Brambleclaw's thoughts. He says, "No way, you'll be too slow." And Tawny Pelt whoa. mutters that no one invited Purdy.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm very pro Purdy, and all this anti-Purdy prattle—I'm against it. Pro Purdy party, Pro Purdy party. Shut up, Crowpaw, and the other person who said something rude. Tawny Pelt. Tawny, Tawny, not Tawny. I mean,
0: no. It's very in character.
2: She would. She she has a short temper, and I love that in a woman. But Tawny Pelt, hold your fire. Save all that animosity for Crowpaw. He
0: deserves it. Well, Stormfur says that if he knows the way, maybe they should let him come. And Feathertail reasoned that he'll know the way through Two-Leg Place at least. And Brambleclaw thinks that maybe Purdy leading them would be faster, even if the old cat was a little slow. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna be honest, maybe. you guys straight up don't know where you're going. Like, you don't know where you're going. And a stranger, a very nice stranger, just offered you food and said, Oh, I can show you directly to where you want to go. What? What else? Does he have to have sunshine come out of his butt? Like, does StarClan need to send a thunderstorm that literally spells out you are stupid, follow Purdy, and lightning? These kids <laughs> are idiots. I- I- if I was part of that council, that circle of people, that was like, we choose these people, and I saw that, I'd be like, you gotta be- Are- we- we made a mistake. Kill these ones, let's turn around, redo it. <laughs> and they're like, we can't kill them. We already- like, they're actually pretty important for, like, plot stuff in the future. And I- a blue star's just like, I don't care. Kill them all. Restart it. (laughs) They're like, oh my god. (laughs) Well, you know
0: what Brambleclaw thinks? What does he think? Maybe Purdy is the answer to his prayers. You you see? See? (laughs) Brambleclaw Brambleclaw knows. Brambleclaw Brambleclaw knows. Literally, we've been
2: asking this whole time, send us a sign. Help us out, StarClan. And StarClan's are like, Here. Here, this old man. He he literally said, "I am." He one he's he's a he's a rogue who isn't aggressive, which is a a rare thing. That's great. He's and his his second thing he did with you guys rather was after he spoke to you rather than attack you or drive you off was to offer you food.
3: I'm just Mm -hmm. stuck on
2: this. Like literally, these cats. I want to just, I, where are their parents? Where are their mentors? <laughs> I know half of them are, are warriors, are, most of them are warriors already, but I want to just give them a severe talking to, being like, are you kidding me? Go back and study interpreting signs from Starkland 101 because I've never seen anything clearer other than the time uh, Blue Star's literal ghost sister showed up to say this is a bad idea. <laughs> And she ignored that. If you ignore this, you and your lover will end up losing a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm salty right now. I'm salty. And I'm getting my salt water. But sign. also respect your elders.
1: Yeah, respect
2: your elders. Don't be rude. And I just I can't get over the fact that they're like this guy
0: sucks after he's done nothing to deserve that. Well, Brambleclaw realizes that all the cats are looking at him, and says, Okay, I think you should come. Yeah. So, they follow Purdy. Crowpaw and Tawny Pelt aren't really happy about it, but clouds still cover the sun, and the 2 leg nests block the horizon. So, they don't- there's no way for them to know where they're going. Yeah, unless you guys figure out a compass real quick, real fast. Yeah, what are you supposed to do, like put a pine needle in some water or something? I think it's an actual needle. (laughs) Or look for moss. Like, but I don't think that actually works.
2: You're you're asking me to pull some knowledge from, like, 6th grade that was mostly inaccurate,
0: so. (laughs) Yeah, you've been out to the forest by me. There's moss going in all directions. Yeah. Well, Brambleclaw asks if there's more food. The fish yesterday weren't quite enough. So this is the next day. Purdy says he knows a place, and he leads them to more two-leg nests. Crowpaw says he won't go. But Fine. Wants Crowpaw, to stay, together. stay and die.
2: No, we're done. Crowpaw can go home. We don't need the entire clan's represented, especially if it's not this little sad sack. He's helped out once. He's done one positive thing, and thing, and it's been literal. Like it's been over a week. Get out of here. The reason you got your saltwater, like, Laffy Taffy last is because you suck so hard.
0: Well, they all squeeze under the two-leg fence and follow Purdy, and they come to a door. Purdy expects them to go into the two-leg nest.
2: Do it. Do it. Do it. it.
0: He comes here all the time. Honestly, what could- what could go wrong? Now you're all kitty pets- (laughs) Well, Tawny Pelt hisses that this is a waste of time. But she sounds scared. Yeah. They can't go in there. Eating kitty pet food is against the warrior code. Oh, it is? Stormfur says there's no harm. Because he's his father's son. (laughs) (laughs) They're on a long journey, and this saves them hunting time. He's sure Starclam will understand.
2: Yeah, honestly... You guys, this is a sign from Star Clan that you guys are peeving them off. They're like, you keep disrespecting Purdy and you only
0: get to eat that food. Crowpaw and Tawny Pelt stay outside while the others go in. Squirrelpaw drinks some milk and loves it. If kitty pets drink this every day, it would almost be worth it.
2: Yeah, you're gonna poop your pants, honey. Yeah, you shouldn't you be giving know. cats milk. You like got
0: a that. big storm coming. <laughs> There's the sound of a door opening. <gasps> a two-leg kit runs in and scoops up Feathertail. Same. <laughs> I would also scoop up Feathertail.
2: New cat! Woof. Wow, thanks, Purdy,
0: or whatever we call you. She struggles, and her brother is reaching for her. Brambleclaw looked for Purdy, but he's going up to the adult two-legs, his tail high and welcome. Crowpaw peeks in and hisses that this is all Brambleclaw's fault.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> f-
0: this is hilarious. Crowpaw faces the two-leg kit with a snarl and tells it to let Feathertail go where he'd claw them to shreds.
2: And if he was properly educated by his two-leg parent, he will release the cat.
0: The kit didn't seem to understand this. Okay. And it kept stroking Feathertail.
2: Wait, is fellow Feather-t- Feathertail hissing at all? No. Okay, well, <laughs> Feathertail's
0: like, this is actually kind of nice. She, I think she's just in shock. She's probably doing what Amira does and just kind of the push, the push. But oh, I don't really I'm, like this. I'm, a, I'm accepting it. I'm accepting it, but I'm, I'm against it. No, Amira's like, I will not accept this, and you will let me go. <laughs> Well, as Crowpaw is about to strike, Squirrelpaw blocks him. She says, it's only a kit. Do it this way. And she goes to the two-leg kit and purrs and rubs herself against its legs. And Stormfur (laughs) follows suit.
1: (laughs) We'll use our powers of persuasion.
0: The little two-leg bends to pet Squirrelpaw, giving Feathertail the chance to slip from its grasp and they shoot out the door and into the shrubs. Purdy joins them. Crowpaw tells him to leave. He took them there to be captured by two legs. We got free. Purdy says he doesn't know what Crowpaw's worried about. They're decent upwalkers who wouldn't hurt anyone. Tawny Pelt said that two-leg kit wanted to make Feathertail a kitty pet. Feathertail said she was never in any danger. She could have escaped herself, but she didn't want to claw the little kit. And she blinks gratefully at Squirrelpaw and said she had the best idea. Squirrelpaw says if any of them ever tell the cats back home that she purred at a two-leg, <laughs> she'll turn them into crow food.
2: She's like, even in defense, it,
0: it. I am ashamed yeah, she's of like, how far Never, never I tell. went. But it worked. And they didn't, you know, like harm a child yeah I I. that's a no no whatever the species <laughs> it would have been kind of funny
2: <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have hurt the hurt, hurt kid that bad but I don't know yeah.
0: cats can do some damage if they're trying to
2: yep even when they're not trying
0: and I don't know how old this kid was was it like 4 or like 10 like, 11 I don't know. yeah so, Purdy leads them through the two leg place all day, and by the end of it, all of them are exhausted. People keep patting at us and going, Kitty! People come keep here. P- 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 at us. Yeah. Are, are, they, are they being mean? It feels rude. Brambleclaw asks Purdy if there's somewhere safe to spend the night and hunt. Purdy says he may know a place to sleep. Can't promise prey, though. Rambleclaw gets ready to move when he sees the sun reflecting off the thunder path. And he what? spins around in horror. The clouds have parted. And between the two light nests, he can see the setting sun. And it's behind them. Purdy's evil! <gasps> They've been traveling in the complete wrong direction all day.
2: He might just be dumb.
0: Bwah, bwah. Purdy, Uh-oh. he shouts, Look! <laughs> Purdy looks up and says, Tomorrow we'll have some fine weather. Fine <laughs> weather? Crowpaw hissed. <laughs> He's been leading them the wrong way. Squirrelpaw sinks oh. to the ground and puts her head between her paws. <laughs> Bramblepaw <gasps> tells Purdy that they're supposed to be going towards the sunset. Does he really know how to get to the sun place? Purdy says, of course he does. Going through Upwalker places can just turn you around now and then.
3: <laughs> he got lost?
0: Tawny Pelt says he doesn't know. Crowpaw says of course he doesn't. They should leave him and carry on themselves. Stormfur says he knows they're going the wrong way, but they never get out of 2 Leg place on their own. Feathertail nods, <laughs> and Brambleclaw That's knows he's right. He tells Purdy to show them somewhere to sleep. Everything will look better in the morning. Huh. It's dark when they reach Purdy's sleeping place. It's a stretch of grass and shrubs surrounded by a fence. There's shelter, water, and even prey scent. Not so bad, is it? Purdy asks. And Brambleclaw admits that it's not bad, but wonders if he really meant to lead them here or if it was by accident. I'm like for Purdy being
2: like stupid. I'm for Purdy like being like secretly evil, but I'm more for Purdy just being kind of stupid.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, so you're. So so you think. So what do you think? I know which one you'd prefer, but what do you think? I think he doesn't know how important this
2: mission that they're on is. Like he doesn't understand the like the levity of it. So he's uh. like, oh, well, we can kind of like chill. Yeah. Also, I don't, I, he, he vaguely knows where he's going. Like, he's been there before, but also he's like, I want to show them the sights. They're only going to be in the city once. Maybe he's a lonely old man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. He's, he's, he's so excited that the kids have come home. Pepa mm-hmm. just can't help himself. He's got to show him all his favorite haunts, all his favorite places to chill, hang out, his favorite billiards place, his favorite bingo spot, um, golf area. Like, yeah.
0: Well, they hunt at once, and the mice are scrawny. Squirrelpaw finishes hers and looks for more. She sighs, "What I wouldn't give for a bowl of kitty pet milk." I'm joking," she adds, as Crowpaw curled his lips. "You were not." (laughs) But Crowpaw is even too exhausted to fight, and Brambleclaw settles down to sleep with his companions. Want to hit me with a cat fact?
2: Heck yeah! Alright. So. <clears throat> I hope you're ready for this.
1: Good day and welcome to the Cat Fact Art Gallery. I, I don't know your what's happening, host, Tangle Tongue, will be guiding you, our dearest listeners, and Amber Through some of art history's
3: greatest pieces,
1: pieces. dear, dear (laughs) Ember, all of (laughs) uh, the greatest art history pieces that contain or focus upon our feline companions, I will begin this by saying I did take three art history classes, but in no way am I an art historian. Remember when we took our history we- together? That was so great. It was wonderful. Ah, and I did my best to research each one of these. However, there may be some information misconstrued or misunderstood as I am but only a human. Also, I will be linking the art in the episode description and to encourage all of our listeners to open the link. Or, if you are one of our listeners who is not uh, able to see as clearly, I will be giving my best description and will paint a picture with my words. Today, we Who are covering this?
2: the cat's lunch by Marguerite Girard. Well, that was my
1: introduction. <laughs> Who was that?
2: It was me, obviously. When I'm talking oh, about Jesus. the cat fact art gallery. All right, all right, anyway, go on. Today you we're going to be covering like the cat. We're going to be covering the cat's lunch by marguerite gerard um we're going to be starting with the description of the art uh, so you can open up that link if you'd like to follow along or if you are unable to see the image here's the description so starting from the left hand side this image shows a woman knelt down on one knee she has auburn hair held up by a pink cloth wearing a brown gray dress with a cream under shirt she's holding out in two hands a white saucer with milk or cream don't give those to cats, but uh, on the right side, there is a large, large cat with long cream fur and brown stripes, uh, and this cat is looking from the bowl. Once again, do not give cats milk. Uh, the smallest little tiny pink tongue can be seen. Uh, in between these two is a dog, a small terrier, staring up. It uh, looks like he's looking at the cat, but you can tell he is looking at that bowl. Um, and the cat is sitting politely on a lush red stool with an emerald blanket. Uh, the ears are down in concentration, but not anger. And uh, below the cat is another bowl with a spoon and a silver pitcher next to it. The background is a plain dark wall and light is emanating mainly from the subjects and no visible light source. So a couple facts about this piece, uh, or rather about the creator. Uh, Marguerite Girard was a female French painter, born in 1961. She lived to be 76 and painted and made etchings throughout her life. Um, When her mother passed away, when she was about 14 years old, she moved to live with her sister and her brother-in-law. Her brother-in-law, Jean-Honoré Frangoa, He or Frangona, he was a well known painter and etcher, and so he started to teach her uh, how to paint and create etchings. Um, Despite the Royal Academy of Paintings and Sculpture denying her entry, uh, they did not allow more than four women to study there at a time. She went on to have a successful career as a genre painter, and her work was displayed at the Salon after the French Revolution. Um, Due to her connections and close association with her brother-in-law, she never had to marry and could focus instead on her career as an artist. Her sister um, was also a painter. She painted miniatures. So like the tiny little portraits people carried around with them. And while it has been rumored that like she had a relationship with her brother-in-law, it's been heavily disputed over and over again. And even in her own writings, she wrote about how she saw him as a father figure to her since she basically lived with him until she when she was young and grew up under his care. So that that was never that was never going on. She never got married. Um, And also in one source I saw, uh, rather than being denied entry into the Royal Academy of Painting and Sculpture, um, another source I saw said that she was never interested in entering. I'm not exactly sure which was which. Um, her paintings focused on domestic life. Um, she often painted folks in uh, period costumes from a couple centuries before. So rather than what people were wearing uh, in her modern times, uh, they, she would pick costumes from a couple centuries or a century before. And she also painted a few famous subjects. One was Benjamin Franklin. And most famously, she painted Napoleon. And he actually purchased that painting later on in her life. So this is just an example of one of her works. I will be linking to more information about her and more of her art in the comments. And that was The Cat's Lunch by Marguerite Girard.
0: Ooh, thank you, Brenna. Yeah. Love Um, me some cat art.
2: Yeah, and I will be um, describing the paintings or sculptures as we go on just to be as inclusive as possible because i know not everyone who listens to podcasts can possibly see images or possibly can't open the link that we share
0: so you could also include me and send me a send me a picture of it oh
2: i did mean to send you a picture um if you go into our episode description no i said i meant to hey if you go to our uh, episode descriptions you can go look at it right now but i can't i can also link you (laughs) Oh my god,
0: okay, that's I'll
2: link okay, you right okay. now. Next time. No, I'm, no, we're doing it because you're <laughs> okay. complaining. Okay, okay,
0: okay, we're doing this, we're doing this. Okay. Oh my god, that cat does look so angry.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's very focused, I think he's just, like, yeah. ready to eat, and he knows the yeah, dog's no, trying definitely. to get his
0: lunch. He's, like, fully my aware. My cat does the same thing when that... she wants to steal my ice cream. Yeah. I do let her have a bite sometimes because I love her, just as a treat. Yeah, I actually bit.
2: think this painting looks like you.
0: It's very nice. I it's like mainly the hair. All right. Thank you, Brenna. Really, mm-hmm. really getting into our wheelhouse with art history. I know. Because It's going to be what obnoxious. We are.
2: I hope everyone agrees.
0: Art. We're artists. We're art.
2: We are art, yeah. <laughs> this has all just been a big um, art uh, performance. Yes,
0: obviously. Podcast is art. Podcast is media? I don't know. Let's go on. (laughs) The next day, they struggle under Purdy's direction. Brambleclaw is pretty certain now that the old cat is just ambling along at random and not caring if they're going the right way or not. (laughs) But the clan cats had no hope of finding their way out on their own clouds had covered the sun again. They're at the edge of a thunderpath. Tawny pelt says they'll never get out of this, and Stormfur tells her if there's nothing they can do about it, so she may as well stop complaining. And Brambleclaw is surprised by the hostility in the usually easygoing RiverClan cat. But they're all so tired, and their hope is draining. Brambleclaw steps between them and tells them to take it easy, and Stormfur whips around and dashes across the Thunderpath. Feathertail lets out a distressed mew and follows, and Brambleclaw calls after him to not take stupid risks. The RiverClan cats ignore him. Brambleclaw turns to Squirrelpaw at the edge of the Thunderpath next to him. He tells her he'll let her know when it's safe to go. Squirrelpaw snaps at him that she can do it herself. He needs to stop trying to sound like her father. And she leaps across the Thunderpath. Luckily there are no monsters. (laughs) This is is everybody yell at Brambleclaw day. Brambleclaw races after her, and he stands nose to nose with her and hisses. If she ever does something that stupid ever again, She'll wish he was her father. Brambleclaw will be tougher on her than Firestar ever was. Squirrelpaw says she wishes he was her father now, because Firestar would know which way to go. And Brambleclaw silently agrees. Oh, why had StarClan chosen him? (laughs) Because he's an old fart, uh, Firestar is. So he
2: can't do it anymore.
0: Brambleclaw asks Purdy how much farther do they have to get out of Two-Leg Place? Purdy tells them not far, and he sniffs the air and tells them this way. Crowpaw snarls that he doesn't have the faintest idea, but he still follows Purdy because they don't really have a choice. They have no choice, absolutely none. The day dragged on, and the hard surfaces were making their paws ache. Brambleclaw smells something. It's sharp and unfamiliar. Tawnypaw noticed at the same moment. She tells them it's like carrion place. The they need to be careful. There will be rats. The rest oh. of the cats behind oh. them are spread out, worn out by fear and uncertainty and the hard slog of their long journey. Brambleclaw calls for them to stay together. A chittering interrupts him. Oh, no! Another rat situation? I can't do this. It's like bad Technically, for my mental health. This rat came- these rats came first.
2: Publication-wise. Oh, still, it's bad for my health. I'm not ready for another rat horror show.
0: Three huge rats come to stand in their path. Okay, it's only three.
2: It's not like a miasma of, like, rat, like, in an unknowable mass.
0: That was too much. I'll take three. The lead rat springs at Brambleclaw and misses his hind leg by a whisker. And more appear. No! Tawny Pelt is fighting one that sinks its teeth into her shoulder, and Squirrelpaw is under a rat. This is against
2: rat. my three rat rule. I'm making- I I know, like, we haven't had that rule, but now my rule is more than three rats, I'm done. You're done? Alright, well.
0: I'll let you know when it's over. <laughs> So Squirrelpaw is under a rat that is almost as big as she was. And before Brambleclaw could go to her aid, she threw it off and hurls herself at it. After driving it away, she sinks her claws into a rat on Feathertail's back. Brambleclaw goes to fight beside Crowpaw, and Stormfair and Feathertail are side by side. Tawnypelt, with her shoulder bleeding heavily, has one by the throat. And Purdy is wading into the mass of rats and tossing them aside with a powerful forepaw. (laughs) So he's just going through like, batting them away, like, boom, 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 (laughs) boof, like, move, get out of the way. That's a
2: hilarious. That's a hilarious visual of this big old like kind of like doting grandpapa just going
1: boof, boof.
0: And as quickly as it had begun, the fight was over. No more rats.
1: Hate rats.
0: Good, thanks. Alright, I'm back. <laughs> Brambleclaw's companions were huddled around him, their quarrels forgotten. Brambleclaw says they need to rest. What about over there? And there's a gap in a wall across the thunder path. Purdy
2: we says need to deal do. with hmm? oh, thanks, Purdy. Um we need to deal with uh uh Tawny Pelt's wounds. She's hurt. Crowpos? Oh,
0: okay. Claw leads the way across. Crowpaw, Stormfur, and Feathertail are dragging rats across with them. Yum yum. <laughs> We're gonna eat these guys. They couldn't kill us, so we gotta eat them. Squirrel Paw is supporting Tawny Pelt on her shoulder. And Tawny Pelt is limping heavily and leaves a trail of blood in her wake.
2: I swear, I swear if we lose if we lose a sibling before this journey's end,
0: I'm done. It's
2: like hey, Tawnypelt,
0: really how does Squirrelpaw feel supporting you? You two could support each other. She... Love each other. <laughs> she feels amazing, but... <laughs> it seemed like an abandoned two-leg nest. There's nothing to use as bedding, so they huddle in one corner. Except for Squirrelpaw, who went nosing around the walls. She comes back with cobwebs and presses them onto Tawny Pelt's wound. Squirrelpaw Squirrel kind of knows what to do. She's so smart. She's so smart. Well, she says she wishes she could remember the herb that Leafpaw uses for rat bites. Tawny Pell tells her that there are no herbs here anyways, but thanks her. It really helps.
2: What? Where's our herb pack that we left with?
0: They ate- they ate that. That was their traveling herbs. That was just traveling herbs. That wasn't oh, something they were bringing sh- with them. That'd be a lot.
2: Okay. We need backpacks.
0: <laughs> we need cat backpacks. Cat packs. Cat pack. Brambleclaw says they should keep watch and volunteers to be first, and he tells the rest of them to lick their wounds. There are no protests. <laughs> Brambleclaw goes to the gap in the wall to keep an eye on where the rats came from. He worries about how their journey seems to have gone dangerously wrong, and especially he worries about Tawny Pelts. Her bite was deep and nasty. How would they cope if it got infected? Brambleclaw jumps at the movement beside him, but it's just Squirrelpaw. She tells him Tawnypelt is asleep. Brambleclaw tells her that she fought well today. Dustpelt would have been proud of her. And to his surprise, she pushes her nose comfortingly into his fur. She tells them not to worry. They'll be fine. StarClan is watching over them. Brambleclaw breathes in her soft, warm scent and wishes that he could believe her.
2: Oh, that was very, that was very gentle. Yeah.
0: Leafpaw jumps from her nest.
2: Oh, she, oh, forgot. Switching, switching views. We are switching
0: gears. We're back with our girl. Back with our girl. There's a chill in the air. Leaffall will soon turn to leaf bear in a couple moons. She's not sure what woke her. Everything is quiet, but she woke with a certainty that she had something to do. My sister was having feelings. She goes and she wakes Cinderpelt to ask if they have burdock root. Burdock <laughs> oh! root? Cinderpelt asks, getting to her paws and poking her hat out. She asks Leafpaw what she wants that for. What did they use burdock root for? Leafpaw says, rat bites. And Cinderpelt takes a look around the clearing and says, No rats here. Uh, Leafpaw says uh, she knows. She just needs to check if they have any burdock root. Cinderpelt asks if she's been dreaming. No, I... Leafpaw starts. But then says, maybe she was. She doesn't remember what it was about. Cinderpelt says it could be a sign from StarClan. And Leafpump begs her to tell her what it means. But Cinderpelt shakes her head. The sign is yours. And she knows StarClan doesn't speak to them in plain words. The messages come in little <laughs> things. The prickling of fur. The tugging at their paws. the feeling and, and sometimes it's...
2: like really, really big, big signs. Like, oh, an entire cat showing up. But, then again, maybe he wasn't sent by StarClan. Maybe he was sent by
0: Tigerstar. It feels like- it feels like we kind of lose some of those, like, oh, the little signs, and it only comes in, like, some dead cat knocking on your brain door. (laughs) I miss the little signs. Well, to be fair, the last, like, little
2: sign we had was, like, her granduncle, uh, being like the 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 flesh the this dead vole. no but then
0: he had then he had the blaze through the fire blaze blaze fire blaze through the yeah. forest sign and that was in a tree on fire falling into that that's not very subtle but it was there
2: no, yeah i don't think that counts as a small thing i think the last like small small thing yeah was that, that yeah other thing but
3: anyway
0: well, the feeling that something is right or wrong, Leafpaw offered. Exactly, Cinderpelt said. Part of being a medicine cat is learning to read those messages by instinct. Leafpaw says she isn't sure she knows how. What if she gets it wrong? You will. Cinderpelt asked. Leafpaw if she thinks Cinderpelt is never wrong. She needs to make her own judgment. Believe See? me, she says. Leafpaw, one day you may, you will make a wonderful medicine cat. Perhaps, even as good as Spotted Leaf. Oh, oh! Leafpaw well, had heard I mean, about Spotted Leaf. You oh can't God. mean that she says. Cinderpelt yeah, says, "Of course she means it. She doesn't talk for the pleasure of hearing her own voice." <laughs> God, there you see Yellowfang's influence. Yep, bless her soul. Well, Cinderpelt tells her that there's burdock root growing at the edge of the training hollow. Leafpaw can go dig up a few roots, so they have plenty, just in case. Leafpaw tries to remember the dream as she goes to get the roots. There was dark two-like nests, and a harsh light on a thunder path. Was it from StarClan? Or was Squirrelpaw trying to tell her something? She hadn't seen I'm the little journey little and cats about in her dream, but now she c- is convinced that Squirrelpaw had been bitten by a rat. If only she'd no, gone just someone with her. she
2: really, really likes was. If
0: only she'd gone with her, they need a medicine cat. She gathers some roots and brings them back to Cinderpelt's den. Tonight is the gathering. When Cinderpelt told her she'd be going, she had been excited. Especially at the thought of seeing Mothwing again. Wink-a-wink. <laughs> but now she's tired. And she'd give up every gathering there ever was to be sure that her sister was safe. But she's feeling a little better once they get to Four Trees that night. <laughs> and as Leafpaw enters the clearing, Mothwing is already pushing her way towards her. Leafpaw asks how she's doing. Mothwing says, fine, I, I think. There's just so much to learn. And sometimes she doesn't feel any closer to Star Clan than when she went to the Mother Mouth. Leafpaw says she thinks that every medicine cat has felt that at some point. Mothwing says she thought she'd be wise now. She thought she'd walk close with Starclan and know the answer to everything. Leafpaw gives her a comforting lick. She tells her one day maybe she will. They walk closer to Starclan every day. Mothwing still looks uneasy. And Leafpaw asks if there's something in particular that's bothering her. Mothwing shakes her head. Oh no, nothing at all. Only Tallstar calls for the meeting to come together. We never get to know.
3: No.
2: Is this the first meeting they've had since uh, all the cats have gone missing?
0: Yes, it is. Uh oh. Leopard Star is the first to speak. She addresses Tallstar and says the rain has fallen many times since the last gathering. She asks if the streams run freely again in Wind Clan territory. <gasps> Tallstar says they do. And Leopardstar takes back her permission for WindClan to drink from the river on their territory. Redacted. Any WindClan cat across their borders will be driven out. And Tallstar thanks her for his help and says his clan won't abuse her trust. And Leopardstar gives a sharp nod before stepping back. Suddenly, there's a disturbance among the gathered cats. Hawkfrost rose to his paws. Oh, the Bishonin dude? What does he have to say, Mr. Sparkle Eyes? With Leopardstar's permission, he'd like to speak. And Leafpaw Uh is surprised young warriors don't usually speak at gatherings. Well, Leopardstar prompted, Hawkfrost hesitates and scuffles as if shy. But Leafpaw sees him looking to make sure that everyone is watching. We know. He's not sure he should say this. He starts. Oh my
2: god.
0: But he saw Wind Clan stealing fish from the river when they drank. What?
2: Okay, I don't like Hawkfrost acting all like,
0: mm,
2: I don't know. Because I don't for a second believe that he was actually Shouldn't like you?
0: feeling that way. Why wouldn't you tell your leader about this right away? Yeah. It's gotta bring it and up quickly. That's so weird. He just wants trouble. What? Tallstar sprang to the edge of the rock. How dare you, he shouts. No WindClan cats have stolen prey. Leafpaw knows this is a lie, because Squirrelpaw had told told her about the stolen vole on ThunderClan territory. Leopardstar asks if anyone else saw what Hawkfrost saw. Hawkfrost says he doesn't think so. He was alone at the time. Why were you alone? Leafpaw wonders if she should speak up, but she hadn't been there when the vole stealing happened and the cats, who had been there, weren't here at all.
2: Oh, wow, interesting.
0: Tallstar turns to Leopardstar and tells her that he swears by StarClan that no WindClan cat has taken anything but water from the river and he asks if she'll condemn them for the word of one warrior. And Leopardstar asks if he's saying her warrior is a liar. And Tallstar asks if she's calling his clan thieves. Oh, wow. Yowls.
2: are you a drama king? Why did you do this? Why are you Regina Georging this? Like, what's, <laughs> what's your deal all of a sudden? And why are you acting all like in it? This is some this is some tiger claw BS. I don't know about this. Why Something I like this. I thought we I thought he just had sparkly eyes. I didn't know he was gonna be like an issue. Oh, great! Now I have to keep tabs on this guy. Now,
0: yowls of protest break out among the cats. And Leafpaw muttered, "Did Hawkfrost have to start this?"
3: Mothwing yeah, also- asks
2: i know that she's like not gonna think about it because well this is so rude because he put her on the spot Uh, like he he basically made it so it would have to be a big deal
0: yeah he did
2: this guy sucks wait who's his sister mothling your sister wait dude you like just got here why (laughs) why'd you show up and like decide to start drama like, he just transferred to the school and he's trying to, like, become the Queen Bee? Why are you starting- dro- you just joined the band. Like, why are you trying to break it up? We, You don't understand how hard-won this, like, year of peace has been. Ugh.
0: Well, Mothwing asks what should he have done. And her voice is sharp as she defends her brother. No! This is the worst thing he's doing!
2: Keep quiet
0: he's and listen. Staring- le- Tearing apart the girls? Keep quiet and let Windclan get away with it. And she jumps to her paws. (sighs) As if ready to fight. And Mudfur gives- hmm?
2: He should have told his leader as soon as he saw it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Instead of being a little- Obviously. uh, uh. Ugh. And now he's ruining this beautiful
2: relationship that's starting.
0: Mudford gives her a furious hiss, reminding her that medicine cats are meant to keep the peace. And (laughs) Mothlin gives him a half-angry, half-ashamed glance. Oh god, he's like, you don't fight! You don't fight! Wait, Firestar calls from the rock. Starclan is angry. Look at the moon. A single cloud had been driven towards the moon. The gathering would have to be Man, become. we haven't
2: seen that in a while. Yeah, it's been a hot also, it's Also, it's like the worst sign. Because it's like a one moon. Oh, God.
0: I like to imagine it's a bunch of ghost cats up in the sky blowing furiously at a cloud. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs>
1: to go over the Stop moon. the yeah. drama! Stop it! It's just like, whoo, whoo, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: really fast in a lot of them.
2: They were just like we don't watch our watch our idiots. Well, I suppose they don't even have uh, kin because the dude starting all the drama is. Well, I I, I know like we don't want to say he's an outsider because like he joined the clan. Yeah, that's kind of mean. But... but also, why is he doing this then? Like, if it if you want to be part of the clan, you got to play by the rules, and the rules yeah. are you unless to you leader. are a main ca- unless you're a main character. <laughs> Unless you're, unless you're, uh, unless you're, oh, hang on, unless you're, uh, uh, bramble fur, uh, uh, oh, no Brambleclaw, uh, squirrel, squirrel paw, um, leaf paw, uh, crow paw, uh, Crowpaw, uh <laughs> feather, feather tail, uh, her brother, and <laughs> who other else? The other people that were on the trip. Tony you have to, her brother. Yeah, Tony Pelt, Tony Pell and uh big boy um stormfur stormfur yeah unless you're all all of those people and also fire fire uh uh heart when he was in just a a train and also
0: well um, firestar now he is big daddy uh, yellowfang um or okart did do this once but his leader called him up to do it yeah okart
2: did this but he wasn't like he wasn't like stirring drama for the sake of it. No. As far as I can tell. His leader called had... him
0: up to speak about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: because he 'cause he told his leader. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, yeah, no, like
2: we is <sighs> It is dumb. This is dumb. I'm mm-hmm hot frost i thought you were just gonna be our good-looking drama boy but now you're actually the 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 sparkle-eyed uh drama king <laughs> you're making moves and shaking things up with with what i i don't know
0: maybe lies maybe truth i have no proof nobody's got Sorry. proof well firestar asked leopard star and tall star if they will lead their clans into battle on the word of one warrior Oh, oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> he then asked Hawkfrost if it was possible he was mistaken in what he saw. Yeah, you just got here. You think you know all the cats? Hawkfrost pauses and his eyes narrow.
3: no. Oh, he says no. he
0: believes what he said, but that maybe he got it wrong. Maybe he was dazzled by the sun on the water. Firestar. What's wrong with you?
2: Why are you? Why are you an evil anime character? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, who let this guy out of this Bishonen anime? Who did that?
0: I guess Leopard Star at least let him into this one.
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: Firestar says, "Let there be friendship between Wind Clan and River Clan." Tallstar says he'll keep his promise not to come to the river again. But adds that Leopard Star should teach her young warriors to show a bit of respect. And Leopard Star says to not tell her what to do. But the threat of the battle was over, and the cloud was carried away from the moon.
2: Oh, good, okay, so it worked. But that was stressful.
0: The cloud was carried away from the moon, so the ghost cat had to go blow the other way. <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 they're resolving, they're resolving. Firestar urges them to remember how good life in the forest is now. Prey is plentiful. The streams are full again. There's no need to invade one another's territories. And Firestar flashes a glance back at Blackstar. And the ThunderClan leader adds that that doesn't mean their borders aren't well guarded. (laughs) Blackstar. Well, so are RiverClan's, Leopardstar hisses. But she no steps back, and the dispute is over. And I think we'll right. end there. That was We'll finish dramatic. the gathering next time.
2: Oh my gosh, there's more?
0: I mean, unless you want to finish it right now, but we're a little over.
2: No, let's, we'll we'll save it for next time. Okay, yeah. A, what a, a dramatic gathering. Oh. <sighs> I know, well, gathering so much. Folks, if you want to keep in touch with us, uh, best way you can do that, well, a couple ways you can do that, is to follow us on Twitter. We're WCWITCast on Twitter and also Instagram. And if you want to contact us directly, a best way you can do that is via email, which is WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, uh, one way you can do that is to share this episode with a friend. Be like, there is an old man that is giving us confusing kind signals throughout this entire uh, episode also a young anime man giving us also confusing signals at the end of this episode um just pure chaos in the form pure of chaos. Purdy and Hawkfrost um yes. anyway and and it's endangering the the fledgling lesbian romances <laughs> so
0: how both of them dare he how dares they pride Month, Hawkfrost It's
2: pride Pride. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening.
3: Yes,
0: thank you. Because I am Emberheart and I am Tangled Tongue, and this has been Warrior Cats.
1: What is that? <laughs>